our, from the reading, we see here Jesus tells them why they are going to Jerusalem. In the Gospel of Mark, this is the third time that Jesus speaks of his suffering and how he's going to suffer. And the third time, he gets even more specific how the gospel reads that he tells them all that is going to happen to him. And when we pick it up, it says that Jesus was in front of them. And since he was in front of them, the disciples were amazed or filled with awe. When it said the others were in fear or in trembling, they, they were afraid. Now, picture this. They are on their way to Jerusalem. There's a crowd here. Why is there a crowd? There's a crowd there because they are traveling for the Passover. Are you aware of the Passover? You understand the significance of the Passover. The Passover was established by God when he redeemed the children that were in slavery and bondage in Egypt and says, you are exodus out of Egypt into the promised land. And, and what happened on that night is when the Passover took place, they sacrificed a lamb. They put the blood on the, on the, on the lentils of the door and God passed over them, but did not kill their first Born, but the Egyptians did not believe in God, did not do that, and therefore you heard wailing and crying all throughout the city. And then Pharaoh says, Let them go. And finally, Pharaoh listened to Moses when Moses went to him multiple times, saying, Let my people go. This Passover has been continuing on over these thousands of years. They would travel to Jerusalem to go there. So you can see now there's a crowd with Jesus. And among this crowd, we find the these 12 disciples, and we specifically see he called them to the side to let them know what's about to go down. He gave them the itinerary. He let them know the plan. He let them know the schedule. He's letting them know we're going to go in together, <laughs> but we're not going to leave together. <laughs> When I go there, this is what's going to happen. The, the Pharisees, the, the scribes, the teachers of the law, they will condemn me. They will find me guilty and sentence me to death. That's what condemnment means. They will sentence me to death. And not only that, then they will hand me over to the Gentiles, to, to the Romans, and, and then they will mock me. They will spit on me. They will flog me. Then they will kill me. But that's not the end because three days later, I will rise. And, and I want you to grab the graphicness of this. He's letting them know, look here, I am walking before you because I know what's about to happen. You are in fear and afraid because the last time I was in Jerusalem, they tried to stone me. You're afraid of wives because you realize that they want to kill me. They picked up stones, but I slipped through the crowd. They want to kill me. They don't want me to come back to Jerusalem, but I'm going there anyway, and I know what's about to happen. But what, what's funny here is that James and John decided to bypass what he said. It says, look here. <laughs> Since you're on your way to Jerusalem and since you are soon to be king and Jerusalem is the capital and that's where the king should be. Since you're on your way there, since we're about to go there, since you're about to be in your glory, we want to be in a place of honor. And in the Matthew of Gospel, it says their mother came before them. <laughs> their mother also wanted to see her children in place of honor. And, and look at this. this I can see myself right here saying, Jesus, I've been with you all this time. Uh, 
uh, James and John, we brothers. Well, we've been with you. We saw you transfigured. Uh, we, we've been with you to see you heal the little girl all by yourself. We've been you around when nobody else has been around. So therefore, we want you to do whatever we ask. When's the last time you went to Jesus and said, I want you to do whatever I ask? That probably been was last night or yesterday morning, huh? You just went to Jesus and do just do whatever I ask. And it's funny here, Jesus just got done telling them, I'm about to die. I, I'm, I'm about to be handed over. And, it's, and he specific was about to happen because you can see later on in the gospel of Mark that he was mocked, he was flogged, and he was spit on. And yes, we know, three days later, he got up. He's letting them know what's going to happen, but they were concerned about themselves. What is greatness? Greatness in our world means who is the best of the best. One who has mastery over something. Someone that, that might have accumulated a lot of wealth. Someone that might have been in a great movie or has a popular song. That makes them great. When you are on top, that makes you great. And the, the uh, James and John decided that they just want to be great. They want to be to the right and be to the left. They want to be in places of honor by Jesus. But Jesus is letting them know you do not. Not know what you ask. How many times have you watched a story and it's a good story, it's a story that encourages you, inspires you, and you say, you know what, I want to be that person. I know in third grade when I read I Have a Dream, the, the, uh, the autobiography for Martin Luther King for kids version. So kids version was in big print and like 10 chapters. So it qualified for a long book report, but it wasn't that long because it was abbreviated for kids. So I read that book every time <laughs> for a book report. And I had that book memorized. That book is taped up in my house right now because it's falling apart because I love that book so much. And from reading that book, I said I want to be like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., not knowing that in order to be him, I have to go through some stuff that he went through. See, too many times we want everybody's glory, but we don't know the whole story. Jesus letting know, you, you want to be great, but look here, are you able to drink this cup that I'm going to drink and go through the baptism that I'm going to be, go through in being baptized? Jesus let them know you want to be great, but are you willing to suffer like I'm going to suffer? Are you willing to be immersed in death as I'm going to be immersed in death? You might look at the TV and you might have saw that great story account of Ben Carson. Say, you know, I want to be a good doctor like Dr. Ben Carson. But do, are you willing to go through the stuff that he went through? And you, might, you can't get the full picture in that movie. You got to look at his book and see some of the stuff that he's went through. Maybe the pack about those three doctors, how they were on their way to being shot in gang affiliation. But now they're top doctors in their profession. You look at the end story, but you don't know what it took to get there. Sometimes we look back and see happy couples. You say, I want to be just like, but you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. I know some of y'all look at me and say, Mom did a good job with me, but you don't know <laughs> what was happening behind closed doors. I, I might have came out the house looking clean, but you don't know how dirty I was inside of the house. You understand me? See, so many times we are so dirty inside of the house, we need God to work on us so we can come out looking clean. James and John want to be great, but yet Jesus letting know what it takes to be great. What does it take to be great? Jesus says, look here, look here, look here. He continues on in the gospel according to Mark. You look on, read it for yourself. I challenge you. Read it all for yourself, the 10th chapter. He tells them, look at the Gentiles. 
Look how they lord it over you. You should not do so. Who is great among you is your servant. And when I looked at that, it, it opened me up and realized. He says, look here. Who's great among you is one who is serving you. That's not how society says it. Society does not say my servant is greater than me. Society says the master is great. But Jesus is letting them know if you want to see who's great, look who's your servant. And then he said, if you want to be great amongst all, then you must be servant of all. And then Jesus says, just as the son of man, he did not come to be served, but he came to serve. Not only just to serve, but to give his life up as a ransom for many, for all. And when you look at this, Jesus says, look here, you want to be great, but you first need to see what it means to be great. And really, in order for you to be great, you need to understand what it means to drink from my cup. And be baptized as I'm going to be baptized. What is greatness? Greatness is the ability that you are willing to sacrifice in order to give somebody else life. Greatness is that you're willing to give up what you have in order to benefit somebody else. Greatness is that you're willing to be last in order to make somebody else first. For the, for the, for the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Jesus tells them this, not for the first time, but this is the second time. Go back in the Gospel of Mark, the ninth chapter. I believe uh, Minister uh, Moore read that part of it. And he said that the first shall be last and the last shall be first. When you look in the ninth chapter, once again, they were arguing amongst them. Who was the greatest? Once again, James and John comes out before him and says, who is the greatest? Again, it says the other ten were indignant. Why were they indignant? Because they deemed that they asked something that was wrong. And the reason why it was wrong, because they wanted that same position. So many times we get mad at other people because they have what we want. Or they asked what, before we had the opportunity to ask. Or they got the raise before we got the raise. They got the promotion before we received the promotion. Therefore, we get upset. But Jesus is letting them know just because you were in a place of honor does not make you great. Just because you have a title before your name, that does not make you great. Just because your house might be bigger than somebody else, that does not make you great. He says, if you want to see greatness, look at who's serving you. What's greatness? Look who is serving you. Husbands and wives, I dare you to tell your husband, tell your wife that they're great when they serve you. I dare you. Children, I, I dare you to serve your parents and watch them tell them how great you are. What is greatness? Those who are desiring to serve. And yes, it's hard to serve because that means you got to get dirty. That's why Jesus said, I tell you the truth. It is more difficult for a rich man to get in the heaven. Why? It's just as difficult as a camel to go in. He's pointing out it's hard for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. Anybody here a seamstress? How hard is it for you to get a th piece of thread through an eye of a needle? How dare a camel get through? That is what Jesus is pointing out. That when you are arrogant and when you are prideful, you cannot come into my kingdom because I have none with that. But if you want to come into my kingdom, you need to be just like me. You see how Jesus is describing it here? He says you need to serve. Serve who? Serve everybody. Like how? Like me, the son of man. I came not to be served, but to serve. Look in the text. Do you not see Jesus breaking it down to them? 
Look at it, look at it. He, he goes on to him, verse 38 said, But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink from the bitter cup of suffering I am about to drink? Are you able to be baptized with the baptism of suffering I must be baptized with? Oh, yes. And they replied, We are able. Then Jesus told them, You will indeed drink from my bitter cup and be baptized with my baptism of suffering. But I have no right to say who will sit on my right or my left. God has prepared those places for the ones he has chosen. Look at that. He lets them know, look here, you will suffer. <laughs> and you will suffer. We, we read about James, the first martyr. He was killed by Herod. He, he did suffer and receive the baptism. He did. Uh, he letting them know. We found out John and on on was ostracized on the island of Patmos. They, they did go through suffering. and through the, But he points out there's something here that you're not grasping here. That my kingdom is not going to be established here earthly. But it's going to be established on a new earth and a new heaven. He's letting them know. That what's to be at my right and to my and my left is not for me to give, but it's prepared for those who deserve it. Jesus letting them know that, look here, yes, you are able, and yes, you are willing to suffer. They realized what Jesus was saying for a little bit because they wanted what they had. They had some selfish ambition. You know how that goes when somebody tells you, if you do this, you'll get this. You say, you go ahead and do it, but you don't know what you got yourself into. Everybody done that before? You want to do something, you got yourself into something you did not want to be in, and now you're all scared to get out because you don't want to look like I, I, I bit off more than what I chew. And that, that's how I was in college. There's so many classes I got into. I said, Lord, let me get up out of here. <laughs> I bit off more than what I can chew. I, I, I made sure I knew when you had pass, fail, and, and, and no pass and no fail. So I made sure I could get out that class with a passing grade and pick up it at another time. But one time I got into a class. I was looking to get out, but my teacher, Dr. Colon, sat me down and said, Look here, Sam, you can pull it out. And I said, Wait a minute, how can I pull it? I said, Well, see, you're going to have to work. And he said, Work how hard? He said, Well, if you get at least B pluses or A's on all your tests, you can come out with a B in my class. To let you know my midterm grade was like an F minus. <laughs> I said, boy, that's a lot of work to do. And I came out with a B plus because I put in the work in the class. The same situation, James and John realized that, Lord, uh, they, got, they said, Lord, I'm willing, but I can see when they got halfway through, they were probably willing to, to give up and give in because we read how the record says that when Jesus died and they didn't see him till three days later, in the between time, they were scared and downtrodden. But when they saw the other part, when they saw him before him, they became emboldened. How do we know they became emboldened? Well, the record shows in Acts that they say, you can tell us not to speak, but we have made up a mind that we got to speak for what our eyes have seen and what our ears have heard. So they stood before them and said, you do what you want, but we're going to preach on the name of the Lord. That's why they were persecuted. That's why they were beat down. And that's why even Herod killed James, but yet they still preached the word because they realized what their master told them way back when on the way to Jerusalem, that you're going to have to suffer. Too many times on our Christian journey, we want to be great, and we don't want to suffer. Too many times on our Christian journey, we want to see money come, but we don't want to work for it. <laughs> 
We want job to just, opportunity just come knocking at the door. Here's opportunity. Oh, thank you. I've been waiting for you. Sure, everybody's waiting for opportunity, but yeah, you have to make opportunities. Too many times we think something's deserved to us, but it's not deserved to us. God gives well reward us in the kingdom of heaven because of the works we have done, but we just don't get it just because we ask for it. James and John asked for the right and for the left. Jesus let them know, yes, you're going to suffer, but you cannot have what is to the right, what's to the left. Why is that? Because Jesus, who we just realized, showed him how I came to serve. But truly, as Philippians says, how he was master of all, became slave of all. Jesus letting them know that, look here, just as I've come humbly in fleshly form to serve all of you, I could have had it the other way around, but I came to serve you. I could have come demanding you carry me around and you wash my feet and you feed me and take care of me. But plenty of times when we had no food, I say, gather what you have and I provide it. Plenty of times you were scared on a boat, but I said, peace, <laughs> be still. Plenty of times there was blind men climbing out, but I was able to make the blind to see. Plenty of times you had those cry out, Lord, if you're able, make me heal. And I said, I am willing to be healed. Plenty of times we've seen those who are lame come to me one way, but walk away another way. Yet realized that this man, he could have been saying, you know what, you should be serving me, but look here how I serve you. Look here, even before in the Gospel of Mark, his ministry just starting on, they were looking for him and said, Jesus, we need to stay here. Because they're looking for you. But Jesus says, no, I got other places to go. That's a servant. He, became, he was master of all, but he became servant of all. Then he told them, look at those Gentiles who lorded over you. But now this is truly Lord speaking. <laughs> he is Lord of all. But yet he says, look here, I don't lord it over you. I don't make myself great about you. But see how I humble myself? For I could have came, serve me. But I desire to serve you. I could have came and said, I'm Lord, do what I say. But instead, I say, if you are willing, <laughs> follow me. If you want to be my disciple, love. Well, I could have said, look here, knuckleheads, get up out of here because I have nothing to do with you. But no, I want to work with you. We see here Jesus himself said, letting them know that, look here, the Son of Man, you don't understand what I'm trying to tell you, but the Son of Man must be. Go to Jerusalem. Why must I go to Jerusalem? He says the Son of Man must go because he has to be there for the Pharisees and the scribes to condemn him. And when they condemn him, they'll hand him over to the Gentiles. And we look at here, he's telling them about the future that is about to take place. Yes, he will be condemned to death. Yes, he will be mocked. Yes, he'll be spit on. Yes, he will be whipped. But three days later, he'll get up again. And, and it's something specific to grab this here about three days later. What's so specific about this three days later? Just as he told him how he's going to be whooped, just as he told him that he's going to be mocked, just as he told him he's going to be spit on, he also told him, I will be rising from the grave three days later. And in this three days later, we read in Philippians, second chapter, verses 5 to 11, says that once he... he made himself of human flesh or form, that he became slave of all, that he thought it not of any regard to make himself as God, but as human form, that he was willing to die the death, even death on the cross. It goes on and says, therefore God has exalted him and has seated him in the place 
of honor at the right hand. James and John could not get the right hand because they could not have their life given for the ransom of sin. But only Jesus says, only me, the son of man, who is willing to die for a ransom for many. What does that mean? The word in the Greek, the lutron, means as a ransom, means basically something as a munition, something giving to set slaves free. What slaves did he set free? I talked about how they're on the way to Jerusalem because of the Passover. Do you not know when they were in Egypt? They were slaves. Uh, they were bonded to Pharaoh. And I'm glad today uh, that God said, let my people go. Uh, they, came, they went in slaves in Egypt, but they came out as God's chosen people. Uh, there was a price paid for their freedom. It was a lamb that was slayed and they pass over their household. But do you see here now Jesus, uh, our perfect lamb, our sacrifice, he is going on his own free will uh, to Jerusalem. Uh, he's going there because he realized that my life uh, will have to be shed in order to set uh, the slaves free. Uh, some of y'all might think, and I'm not a slave anymore, but, but you need to go back and check the record because it says we were once were slaves to sin. But I'm glad today by the blood of Jesus we have been redeemed and set free. I think the word of God said where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I believe the record says who the son sets free is free indeed. And Jesus realized that nobody else could pay you, James and John. You can't drink this cup I'm going to drink and you can't be in this baptized. But you will be. But you can't be in the place of me. That's why I'm going to Jerusalem. Knowing I'm going to be beaten. Knowing I'm going to be flogged. Even though they're going to mock me. But I know this too. That three days later I came in as a slave. But I'm going to come up as Lord. I went down beaten. But I come up exalted. I went down being mocked. But every knee will bend. Every tongue will come that I am Lord. Do you see here what is greatness? Greatness is that our Jesus who is master of all is willing to become slave of all. Are you willing to become great today? That means no longer your will be done but let God's will be done. No longer you come to Jesus and say master give me whatever I want but you start asking Jesus what do you want in my life? Jesus what is your will to be done in my life? Jesus, uh, I need you every hour. I need you day by day. Uh, that's how you become truly great uh, when you're willing to bend your knees and, and humble yourself and realize it does not matter your title, your status, your place in life, but it matters if you're in Christ. Because when you're in Christ, you can hear him say, I go to prepare a place for you so that when I come back, you can be with me also. The reason why, because in my father's house is a mansion with many rooms. Come on to my father's house. But are you willing to take this journey with Jesus and follow behind him and truly model greatness? But not longer try to be a master of all, 
but a servant of all. You see, get some bruises on your head from now on. Bumping heads, trying to beat somebody else to pick something up. You just get bruised heads from trying to open the door for somebody else and they beat you, you get a hit in the head. Let it get those bruises. Try to do that real quick. Help somebody else out before they help you. Be willing to stand out in the cold and let a line of people come in before you before you come in. Jesus gave up all he had. He gave up his life. What's a few seconds in the cold air? What's a little few minutes bending over and picking up something that dropped on the floor? Become great by becoming a slave to all and let God exalt you. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Father, Lord, we come to you right now seeking your face in our lives. Lord, realizing that greatness is not what the world has given us, but Lord, greatness is what we can give back to you. So, Father, just as Jesus showed us, Father, how he became a servant of all, Father, we desire to do the same, become a servant of all. Now, Father, Lord, there's someone here who does not know Jesus as a Lord and Savior. Father, Lord, I pray right now that they confess with their mouth and they believe in their heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Father, we thank you for our Lord and Savior who died on the cross to pay the price for our sins to set us free and that he did rise again from the grave on the third day. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Let the church say amen. May we stand as we extend the hand of discipleship.